Welcome to the Tate Wheeler Podcast, a podcast about inspiration, perspective, and purpose. Let's do this. A coach can change more lives in a year than the average person does in a lifetime. Multiply that by 30 plus years and you have thousands of lives impacted. Whether it was leadership, toughness, teamwork, precision, intensity, work ethic, or love, coach exemplified it all. A personality and storytelling ability that can make you feel for your life, laugh, and cry within the same minute. We lost one of the all-time greats this week. Coach Grimmett's legacy will live on forever inside each of us that called him our coach. Today, we are blessed and grateful to share his impact on a few great men that he coached. This will give you a snapshot of a man that shaped and changed our lives for the better. He was truly one of a kind. And here are our dear coach memories. Dear coach, over the last uh, three to four days, I've had time to reflect. Um, you know, I've, I've really thought about some things that you did for me, obviously, as a coach, a mentor, a friend, uh, a father figure. Um, you've helped me be a better football player, a better leader, a better coach, a better husband, uh, a better father. Um, as my coach, you instilled your blue-collar workhorse, grinded-out, tough-ass mentality, uh, just the way you went about your business. Simply put, we didn't have a choice. Uh, that was your expectation, and if you didn't do it that way, then you weren't going to make it under your guidance. Um, but the cool thing was once you uh, you conquered or you pushed yourself or you, you got through you know seasons of practice and all the extra things that you made us do, um, you were able to dig deeper. You were, you were able to really test your mental ability. Um, and, and I realized later on, like, that's what you were doing. You were pushing us so that when time came to it, when push came to shove, you didn't have to worry about us on the field. Um, I, I remember always having to be out 15 minutes before everybody else doing rope drills, bags, running laps, something. And I hated it. I was, I was always like, why are we doing this? Why are we out here before the rest of the team? This isn't fair. Um, there were a lot of things that crossed our minds. And, uh, you know, as you moved into your junior and senior years, you quickly realized, like, he was callousing us up, kind of like that that skin between his nose, um, his hands, you know, just, just he was a big callous, and that's what he was doing to us. Um, you know, but the cool thing was is he was doing it to us as a group. He never, I mean, he would obviously individualize you with no problem. Um, but he, you know, all the extra work, all the little things that he made us do, it was always as a group. And that, that created a brotherhood. I mean, it's been 20 years and I'm still really good friends with a lot of these guys. And, and it helps really just apply an attitude. Um, as my mentor, you know, a friend, which I don't know if he ever really even considered himself a mentor. Like, I definitely don't think he was going around being like, oh, I'm Bigger's mentor or anything like that. But um, because of our relationship, um, you know, just with the, the way that we grinded it out for him, um, I always look for him for inspiration. I always look for him for advice. Um, I talk to him about life, you know, like tips on anything, 
and, and he was always there for me. Um, you know, we all, we had often, especially when I started coaching in 2016, um, we often had conversations about coaching technique. Um, and it's funny now, like at first I didn't even realize it. And then I started looking and I was like, man, you are like Grimmett Jr. Like I use a lot of the same lingo as him. And I'm sure like any of the other guys that coach, like when you're around someone for five years, like you're going to use mannerisms. I mean, I've said that that's a damn pillow fight thousands of times to my guys. Um, the classic, uh, uh, you popped up like a damn Jack in the box, uh, you know, just head, hands and feet. Some of the things that he taught us, like I, I use that stuff all the time in coaching. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's just funny that you didn't realize it, but all of a sudden I was like, wow, yeah. And then, you know, like I said, as a father figure, this one, this was going to be the tough one for me. Uh, you know, my parents got divorced when I was a freshman in college and I tried to shun it off. Like I'm 18 years old, who cares, you know, and, and it definitely wore up. Um, so I, you know, for lack of a better way, I tried to be the man and, and not let it bother me. But I think Grimmett realized that. And, you know, that was kind of when he took me under his wing. I remember having a, a pretty good spring ball and we had our end of the year meeting before we all left for summer and everything. And he kind of laid out the expectations for me going into the next year. And, uh, you know, between that and conversations, my parents getting divorced, um, I decided to stay in St. Cloud and work out over the summer, which is one of the greatest decisions I ever made. I made some really good friends. Uh, Eddie Shazer and I talked maybe five times before that summer, and then you know, he's one of my best friends now. But Grimmett developing a relationship with me, you know, it really, it was encouraging me. He was instilling confidence in me. Um, he helped me learn to love to grind. Uh, I loved to grind for one reason. I knew it would make me better, but I also knew it would make him happy. Uh, my entire college and post-college football career was all about ensuring that I made him proud. Like. That was important for me. 2017, um, I got inducted into the IFL Hall of Fame. And, you know, I wanted him to be there. And I, I don't even remember the reason why he couldn't, but he called me that day. And uh, he's, he told me how proud he was of me. And like I'm doing right now, I, I remember breaking down, falling, and just that that moment meant so much to me. Um, you know, I know Grimmett loved me. I loved him. He probably didn't. I think I've said it to him a couple times, but he probably should have said it more. Um, he's one of the greatest people I've ever, ever entered my life. And he was a tough son of a bitch, but he had a heart of gold. And, and I'll never forget about him. His legacy, the small things he instilled in me, um, they just don't make him like Grimmett anymore. You know, so Grimmett, thanks till we meet again. Have a beer waiting for me. This is Corey Johnson, a.k.a. Digger. Uh, I played D-line at St. Cloud State from 2001 to 2005. Dear Coach, I want to say thank you for the tremendous impact you've had on my life. Almost 20 years have passed since my last match, and not more than a few weeks go by where I'm not reminded of a Coach Grimmett story or have to tap the mental toughness forged on the mat at SESU.
There are countless themes that come to mind when I think of Coach Grimmett, but I'll try to keep it narrowed down to three. Hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Besides the side-splittingly funny stories Coach Grimmett could tell, the ones about hard work, dedication, and perseverance really resonated. You see, once you get to know Coach Grimmett, you realize that he exemplified these three qualities. You could see this and understand where he was when he died compared to where, where he came from. From a young kid, basically on his own in Blair, Nebraska, to a college coach, and about a anywhere you can imagine in between those two points. Coach got to where he was through his hard work. He was dedicated to his friends, family, and the athletes that he coached. And he uh, persevered through some of the most crazy situations anyone could ever imagine to get to where he was. I thank you very much, Coach, for this impact. Uh, Dustin Darvo, SESU Wrestling, 1999 to 2003. Dear Coach, it is still not fully set in that you're gone. I stopped by your grilled beverage service location at Wapakata today. And all I thought about were the fun times we had at the annual SCSU golf football outing. Over the years, you and I have spent a few nights talking about how to make that event bigger and better every year and get as many alumni back as possible because you knew we were all family. As I look forward to seeing you on the green before your station, you'd be walking up to us with a big grin of yours, trash talking us about how we're gonna miss our putt. And then you talk more trash when we have to tee off on the next hole. You always took time to ask how Newbie and I were doing as well as our dads. I know my dad enjoyed seeing you at the event as much as I did because he knew how much of an impact you had on me during my college days and after I was done at SCSU. Uh, here are a few tidbits that I wanted to share about Coach Grimmett to others. One, uh, Coach Grimmett would always point out that I was not very tall, uh, but he took this short lightweight and turned me into a two-time NCC all-conference D lineman. And I appreciate the work ethic that he instilled in me and the don't ever give up and pain is temporary attitude to just keep going. As I moved closer to St. Cloud, number two here, as I moved closer to St. Cloud a few years ago, I had the opportunity to see more St. Cloud football games. One thing I really truly enjoyed was being able to bring my daughter to games and I'd sit right below his coach's box. And it, it gave me pride in being able to look up and point out Coach Grimmett and tell her that was my coach. And as long as the game was going well, I'd get a smile back. But if something wasn't going great, I'd usually just get the frown of, you know, glare eyes, but it was always an opportunity to see him. Uh, the third point, Coach Grimmett hated new things. Uh, there was a brand new whiteboard in our meeting room that after one meeting had knuckle marks because one individual didn't know where a six I was. And Coach Grimmett felt that his knuckles needed to point out where the six I was supposed to line up. And then at one of his uh, famous spaghetti feeds, uh, Coach Grimmett had brand new countertops that he decided to cut bread on without using a cutting board that he found out after he put the slices in the, in the countertop. But he just smiled and laughed it off and oops. During meetings, your stories are great. During film session, the occasional surprise chokehold always kept us on our toes. I know Corey Johnson almost blacked out once, 
because he thought he was tougher than Grimmett. But you find out real quick that he has these forearms with a little bump on one, and he will choke you out in a matter of seconds if you didn't just learn to tap quick. <laughs> Lastly, Coach, I'm not sure you realize the impact he had on me as a young man. I worked as hard as I could on the field and now as a husband and father because I didn't want to let you or my dad down. Today, I pride myself on being that good husband, father, coach, mentor, because that's what you would have expected me to do. In closing, I want to tell Coach Grimmett's family, Kim, Nicole, and Jimmy, how sorry I am for your loss. He was a great coach, mentor, and friend to me, as well as the countless other St. Cloud football players and wrestlers. He will be greatly missed. Nick Peterson, football, 2003. Dear Coach, this one's going to be pretty tough for me. Our relationship was always very, very loud, very vocal. Um, for you and me, our relationship wasn't, wasn't fair because you always gave me the best of you and <clears throat> and you got probably the worst of me. Uh, a young, arrogant, really cocky kid who didn't really know his place in life at the time. There was a lot of, lot of heated moments, a lot of really, really good moments, and you taught me more about living life than maybe anybody but my dad. <clears throat> I want to stop crying first off. <laughs> um, so I was going to share two stories about Coach. Um, one will tell you just a little bit how tough he is. We used to have van wars going down the road, uh, break up the monotony of traveling from school to school to school. Well, I was a freshman and had uh, a fresh batch of cauliflower in my left ear to the point where it was still soft. This might be the most disgusting story ever. This is also when I realized that when you're going to pick a van, you pick Grimmitz or you walk because you don't want to fight him ever. Coach Grimmett climbed into the back seat of the van, started beating on me. So I told him I was going to break his finger and he knew I was serious, just like I knew he was serious when he bit my ear and, and inside of his mouth, <laughs> the fresh cauliflower ear splattered all over him. I instantly let go of his finger and he spit, he spit that disgustingness out on the floor and said, I always win, Miller. Remember that. I always win. <laughs> The, the second story is Coach Grimmett and I were in a little, another one of our, you know, historic heated battles inside of the racquetball court. So everybody in Holland, everybody at SESU campus could hear us yelling. Well, I didn't even consciously do it, but I wiped most of the spit off of my face that Grimms had uh, put there by yelling at me so loud. And he stopped his conversation and he put his arm around me and he said, sit down. And we had a, uh, an hour and a half talk in the middle of practice. And he let me know that there's really no reason to fight everybody that just wants to help you in life and, and to grow up and be a man and expect, accept responsibilities for what I'm doing to myself. And it was one of the best conversations I've ever had and I'll never forget it. Derek Miller, 2001 to 2004 Husky wrestling. So I'm gonna, I gotta start off with my, with the fun story, um, Grimm's for these guys and everybody else, cause it'll help. So if you've gotten stuck in a room with Grimmett uh, for 
prolonged period of time, he's going to get to telling stories. And um, one of the stories is the Florida trip. I don't know if you guys are privy to the Florida trip, but essentially, I saw I was a graduate assistant working with Grimmett um, after I played, and I get to work. I'm still waking up. I'm in the meeting room, and he barges in. It's like a Friday before spring break, and he says, "You want to go to Florida?" And I'm not kidding you. By lunch, we had packed bags. We were in his van. It was me. Um, another graduate assistant and his son Jimmy and we're we're hauling it down to Florida and uh, from St. Cloud and Grimmett's driving and and you guys know his personality so you can imagine the way he drives we were hauling ass and until we got to Atlanta so we hit it's Friday rush hour interstate Atlanta and the interstate's a parking lot we're not moving and he's not happy about it and I was in the passenger seat with them, and it was the most uncomfortable I've ever been in a car because anybody that had a Georgia license plate got an earful because somebody had to be held accountable for this issue. It wasn't being done right. So we're getting up. I mean, this was a long time, and we're getting up toward – you can see the bottleneck loosen up. And uh, at the where everyone starts taking off, there's a patrol car in the left lane in the left shoulder where Grimmett's window is. And he's seeing red. He's foaming at the mouth. His head went out that window, and he's he's got the snarl going. He said, "You guys gotta figure this out." And I, I knew like that was the first time I was ever in public with him. That wasn't a staff function, and it's like nobody's safe from this guy. It's there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, and and if it wasn't right, he was gonna tell you about it. So um, I I got my letter for you, coach, dear coach Grimmett. Uh, my last vivid image of you was at my wedding. I was making a run to the beer trailer to supply the guests with more beverages from a party that you really got kicked off. And you came out of nowhere. You cut me off. You told me to go back in and have some more fun. And, and then as if you were body surfing at a rock concert, you dove into the beer trailer. You rounded up a large haul of beer for the guests. I don't even think your feet were on the ground. And I just had to sit there and watch. Um, it's that kind of stuff. You know, I, I wish we could have one more of those, uh, call it the good times. And better yet, um, you know, one another another hug after a win um, as a Husky. Um, another pregame hug you used to give me when we were opponents. Um, you used to tell me before games when we coached against each other, I'd tell you good luck, but I wouldn't mean it. And then you gave me a big hug, and that was the best because uh, I knew it was all it was all you and it was, it was all love. Um I, when I was a player, I feel like I was able to earn your respect. Um, all these men tonight that are contributing know what that feeling is. You guys have already said it. It's powerful. Uh, you know, we all watched you, Grimmett, and we knew what you were all about. It was simple values, but rock-solid conviction in them. And to hear that you were proud of what we were doing was empowering for us. I looked forward every Sunday, the D-line, my teammates would walk out of the meeting room, and they would tell me how much you talked about what I was doing on film. Maybe it was intentional, maybe it wasn't, but um, I know it gave us a common interest for our for our future relationship. And when I was writing this, I thought of the story. So come to think of it, you did the same thing when I was at your high school camp. I got kicked out of a drill. I got a little too rough with the kid, and I got sent to the side. And one of the GAs was giving me the business, and some other coaches let me cool off. But you came right over to me with uh, that big smile and that professional tone. And you just told me how much you enjoyed watching me compete. And so, you know, I, I think I know what you were doing. This is a line that stuck into my head. Um, and I never told you this before, Grimmett. It was do better. You used to yell that at us all the time. 
And I used to scoff at it. I never told you that at, at the time as an aspiring coach and one who tends to overthink things, I'd ask myself, what the hell does he mean? Do better at what? Uh, for the longest time, it was something that I mocked, but now I get it. Uh, when you value simple things, uh, things that work and you stay true to them, do better is a clear statement. I imagine these men tonight and the others that you taught in your meeting room, they knew this very well. I went for a run the other day. It was the day after we got the bad news. Um, it was hot out. I was on a hill. I wasn't doing very well. And I, I promise you, it popped into my head, it, it do better. And I chose to hear your voice say it. And, and I want you to know that I finished through the line that day. Um, I've seen others mention this. Uh, most recently, it was your daughter. She shared with us that you're a larger than life guy. You were a man who lit up the room. <clears throat> As I'm writing this, I'm recalling so many stories of call it the good times. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Um, but I just, you had a big impact on me before you and I bellied up together for a lunch at the bar on a summer Saturday. And I, I hope that you know that. Thanks for being there for me. <clears throat> Thanks for having my back. I'll keep in touch with Jimmy. I'll see you on Friday. <clears throat> Matt McLagan, St. Cloud State Football, 04 to 09, and then 09 to 2010. I love hearing the stories, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the story too. Uh, <clears throat> we're uh, we're moving Russ and Matt's uh, night before the Husky Open, and uh, we're over at Tech High School, and uh, we don't have enough time to take the center beam out of the door. And this is early '90s, back when uh, Russ and Matt's were took a team to move, and we got the whole team moving it on it Grimmett's at the front uh in the hallway and we're pushing and trying to crank this thing around and pushing and and, it, and it's wedged and then this thousand pound mat comes unwedged hits Grimmett in the midsection launches him across the hallway hits his head against the porcelain drinking fountain we drop the mat Shit, coach. Climbs off the floor. Let's go. Pick the mat up. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, the stories, it's just, uh, it, uh, there's so many. And, he, and, he, and man, he's the best at telling them. Uh, when I got this uh, text message this morning from Tate to... Uh, participate with you guys uh did a lot of thinking uh just like i've done a lot of thinking here the last last two and a half three days now and uh about coach's family and and, and all, all you guys coach was uh he was an underdog he came from tough times so i think about uh second chances and uh i've been around coaching my whole you know my whole life coach loved the underdog and he never gave up on you he was always there for you he was always pushing you to do better. If you kept coming back, he'd keep taking you back. You know, all the stories and on all the road trips and and uh, I've been fortunate enough. Uh, I've 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 been here for uh, 20 years after I've done competing, and uh, so I've gotten gotten to hang out with them, and uh, you know, 
share a few pitchers of beer and some burgers and some more stories and the passion and love that he had for his athletes and all, all, all of us coaches have that. He was next level. He was next level. And you guys that are coaching, you, you know that. You guys that are there with him. You know, the impact of that. How many times he put his arms around my shoulder and stuff that will stick with me for, for life. The, the coaching, um, the father figure that he demanded of us as athletes and then, and then, and then turning into friendships as we uh, were gone when we got older. Um, that brotherhood, it's unbelievable. And uh, thank you, uh, Kim, Nicole, Jimmy. Thank you for everything that you've done. Kim, the Thanksgiving meals and, and watching Nicole and Jimmy grow up and uh, you guys are part of my family. And uh, God bless Jeremy Lang, 94 to 99, Husky Wrestling. I hope you all enjoyed those dear coach stories and memories as much as I did. Coach Gremmett's impact, his toughness, his genuine care for his players is legendary. His legacy will live on and already has through the thousands of lives he's impacted. You will never find another Coach Grimmett. He's hard to part with and he's impossible to forget. So I hope I can speak for all of us that played for him when I say we love you and we will continue to go after the bar you set so high for us and to make you proud. You always demanded our best. And that is what we are going to strive for for the rest of our life because of you, Coach Grimmett. Thank you. Tate Wheeler, SESU Football 2002-2006, SESU Wrestling 2002-2003. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, everybody. If you have a coach in your life that's made this type of impact, please reach out to him and share your dear coach story. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please give it a five-star review and hit the subscribe button for your weekly episodes that drop every Monday morning. Connect with me on social media at Coach Tate Wheeler on Instagram or Tate Wheeler on Facebook. Share your dear coach story to Coach Kremit or another coach in your life so I can reshare it. Thank you again, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.